Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word to us. As we open it again, please help us to listen. Please teach us to know you and to trust your son. Amen. Well, thanks again for having us here. It's our great pleasure to be with you. Uh, My aim today is to tell you the old, old story of Jesus. I really hope that nothing I say today is new to you. I want to remind you who Jesus is. I want you to see again who we are to him. I want to show you how we experience God in Jesus. I want you to remember how you came to know him. If you're a Christian believer, I really hope that nothing I say today is new. And if you're not a Christian believer, I hope you'll get a taste today of just how good Jesus is and how good it is to trust him. If you've got your Bible handy, pull it out and open it up to Colossians again. If you can have a look at chapter 2, verse 6. Now, I know this is outside the passage that was read for us so well before. Uh, This is a verse that I think sums up uh, a lot of what the first two chapters is trying to say. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Continue to live in Jesus. Keep on living in Jesus. Do you want an authentic Christian life? Do you want a real experience of God? Well, you'll find it in Jesus. See, the one thing that's going to help us match our life and belief is the gospel about Jesus, hearing it day after day, choosing to trust it again and again. The gospel about Jesus is where we meet God. It's what keeps us from becoming hypocrites. Continue to live in Jesus. But who is Jesus anyway? Uh, Well, the main part of our chapter uh, gives us an incredible picture of Jesus. Have a look at Colossians 1, verse 15 to 20 with me. Colossians 1, verse 15. Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church, He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in Jesus, and through Jesus to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. If you want to experience God, Jesus is where you go. Because Jesus is the image of the invisible God. When you look at Jesus, you're seeing God. When you examine Jesus, you're examining God. When you learn about Jesus, you're learning about God. 
to know Jesus is to know the incredible God who made everything. For the fullness of God dwells in Jesus. Uh, Not just some of God, but all of God. Jesus isn't a part of God or a piece of God. He is fully God. But at the same time, Jesus is not just the Father in a different form. It's not that the Father is Jesus or that Jesus is the Father. They're different people, different identities, but not different gods. As a friend of mine once put it, you've got one holy and two somethings. Uh, we we can't, couldn't quite work out what word to use there. Persons, identities, personalities. How, how do you describe what God is? One God, uh, but three persons. Persons will do. Uh, I'm not entirely happy with it, but it'll do. Who is Jesus? Jesus is fully God, not just partly God. And the fullness of God is found in Jesus. And yet at the same time, he is the loved son of the Heavenly Father. They're separate and yet one. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. So if you want a real experience of God, go to the one who is the full, complete image of God. Go to Jesus. Don't try to meet God somewhere else. People have all sorts of ideas about how to meet God. And what I keep hearing is the idea of sitting quietly, waiting for a still, small voice. You've heard that one? I saw a few people look up at that moment. It's something people try in the hope that maybe God will speak to them and reveal himself to them. Maybe, maybe. But God has shown himself to us in his Son. He's spoken clear, plain words that we can understand. They're there in black and white. The problem with a still, small voice, whose voice is it? Is it my subconscious? Is it God? Is it the devil? It's very hard to know. But God has spoken plain, clear words through the message about his son. Jesus is where you find the fullness of God. And so to experience God, go to Jesus. (coughs) But who are we to think we could come to Jesus? Who are we? Well, have a look at verse 18. Jesus is the head of the body, the church. He is our head, and we are his body. Christian believers are the body of Jesus. I hope that's a familiar image to you. It's one that's used throughout the Bible a number of times. But stop and think about it for a moment. What does it mean that we are Jesus' body? It's kind of a strange image. Is, is Jesus like one of those giant transformers made up of all the little transformers? No. Are, are we his bones? His flesh? What, what does it mean that we are Jesus' body? It's a, it's a strange image. But it's a true image. Jesus has brought us into himself so that we are as connected to him as though we were his own body. Uh, it's, we're joined to Jesus in such a way, it's like my hand is joined to me. I can't get rid of it. Uh, later on in this chapter, Paul calls this the mystery hidden for ages and generations. Christ in you. When Jesus came to save you from your sin, 
when Jesus came to save you from your rejection of God, for the way you've treated him, uh, like he, you know, even though he deserves everything, we treat him like he's rubbish. And when you trusted the gospel and trusted Jesus to save you, Jesus put his spirit in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. The Holy Spirit of Jesus lives in you if you trust him. The one who made the universe dwells inside you. It's an incredible thought, isn't it? That means that we share Jesus' relationship with his Father. We were aliens, enemies, hostile to God. But now we are his own body. He's included us in himself. And so what he gets, we get. And what he does, we do. When he died on the cross, we died there with him. When he was raised from the dead, we rose too. He is seated in heaven now and we will be with him where he is. Praise the Lord. We were reconciled in his body by his death and Jesus presents us to his father We are his body. There's an incredible hope there, isn't there? Hope in Jesus is strong. It's robust. It stands up under pressure. And our hope as Christians comes from trusting Jesus. It doesn't come from ourselves and from our performance and how we feel and what we do. And you know what? I find that a great comfort, that our hope comes from Jesus and what he has done. Especially when life's hard, when things aren't going well, on one of those days where I just feel dead. Our relationship to God depends on Jesus and what He's done, not how we feel and not how we're going. Our experience of God does not depend on us, it depends on Jesus, for we are His body. So if you want to know God, if you want to experience God, well, you don't need to hunt for spiritual experiences. You don't need to go to a darkened auditorium with thumping music and sing yourself into a frenzy. You don't need to go to a healing room or a cathedral with grand architecture. You don't need to go to a major Christian conference. Now, what you need is Jesus. Experience Jesus. Come back to Jesus because Jesus is where we know God how we know him. The real Christian experience of God is found in Jesus and nowhere else. Now look, don't get me wrong, Uh, singing, special places, meeting with lots of other Christians, uh, these things can be a real sugar rush. Uh, They're great. But like any sugar rush, they don't last. The sugar rush makes you feel excited for a short time, but when it's over, you're left feeling flat again, perhaps worse than before. Sugar rushes don't last, but Jesus does. Jesus lasts forever. Who are we to Jesus? We are his body. And how do we know Jesus? Well, the way we know him is by hearing the gospel. The gospel is the solid food that's going to last a lifetime. That's how the people of Colossae knew Jesus. 
uh, their friend Epaphras had, had left home and he heard the gospel. So he went home and he told his friends and his neighbours and his family. He told them the news about Jesus. Jesus who had died and risen, uh, the one who had brought forgiveness and reconciliation with God. And as he did that, the Holy Spirit came and made its home in their hearts. The gospel grew among them and bore fruit among them, just as it has among you. Somewhere, somehow, you heard the gospel about Jesus. See, the story of the gospel in Colossae is the story of the gospel in Port Macquarie, is the story of the gospel in my life. We all heard the news about Jesus, somewhere, somehow. Perhaps it was in Sunday school. Perhaps it was from your primary school scripture teacher. Uh, Perhaps it was your parents. Perhaps you saw a movie about Jesus. Perhaps you read about him in a book. Perhaps you met a guy on a train. Maybe you read the Bible and heard about Jesus. Maybe you heard about Jesus in hundreds of times, in hundreds of ways, before the message finally clicked. Perhaps you heard the message about Jesus so long ago, you can't even remember the first time. That's my wife's story. Uh, She grew up knowing and trusting Jesus. She cannot remember the first time she heard the gospel about Jesus. She's always known him as her saviour. Uh, my story is a little different. Uh, I also grow, grew up uh, hearing the gospel, but I didn't believe it. I, I knew the gospel. I didn't trust it. I didn't think I needed a saviour. And yet one day, the gospel grabbed me. I thought I was free, but I was trapped in the domain of darkness. And so I called on Jesus to rescue me, to transfer me from the kingdom of darkness the kingdom of the sun. Somewhere, somehow, we all heard about Jesus. The message about Jesus came to us and changed us. And so, dear friends, if you want to experience God, go to Jesus. Listen to the gospel about Jesus. This is the basic Christian experience. It's the one thing we can't do without meeting Jesus in the gospel. It's the one thing that we need to keep doing over and over again, being reminded of Jesus. And look, the easiest way for most of you to do that is to open the Bible and read it. For the whole Bible is a book that points us to Jesus. It's a book about Jesus. Uh, Even the strange bits from the Old Testament, uh, they function to to bring the gospel to life, to present it in in full 3D colour, Regular Bible reading is like water when you're dying of thirst. It is so refreshing to sit quietly, uh, even just for a few minutes a day, uh, and read the Bible. To consider what, you, what you've read and to pray. It's like fresh, clean water. Now, when I was a uni student, I had time to feast on the Bible. Uh, my final six months of uni, I spent an hour a day uh, reading the Bible and praying was brilliant. I have a two-year-old. I'm, I'm lucky to get five minutes at the moment. Uh, but those five minutes are five minutes well spent. Uh, it's going to look different for each of us. Uh, but we need to find ways to keep 
meeting Jesus through the gospel. I know for some people, eyesight is a problem. It's one of the realities of sin. Sin has broken our world such that our bodies fail. Don't let that stop you hearing the gospel. If you need to, get better glasses. If it helps, get a super-duper large print Bible. You could try using an audio Bible. I used to use one of them in my car for a while. You, you can't always listen perfectly, especially in Sydney. The drivers are crazy, uh, but it helps. It helps. I, I used to be part of a, uh, a, a church in Sydney which had a large Sudanese congregation. Uh, a number of them couldn't even read their own language, let alone English. Uh, we had to come up with all sorts of ways to try and help them hear the gospel. Coming to church is a great way. Uh, I'm, I'm confident that your leaders here will keep reminding you of the gospel about Jesus. It's the solid food that we can't do without. Perhaps you could memorise part of the Bible. That's worth doing. There's, um, there's a number of times I've visited nursing homes and met elderly Christians who can't say much, who, can't, who aren't even aware of much. Sometimes they don't even know their own name. But if, we can find the, if I can find the right memory verse something that they've memorised years before, out it comes. Often clear and unbroken in a way that no other speech is. And I pray that's going to be me one day, that the scriptures will be so deeply embedded in my brain that even if everything else is gone, the gospel about Jesus is there. There's a really great verse to memorise here in Colossians. Chapter 1, verse 13. For the Father has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. See, this is a verse that summarises the gospel for us. We were sinners trapped in the dominion of darkness. But God has rescued us and moved us into the kingdom of the Son He loves. How? Through Jesus, the one who bought us back with His own blood and who, bought, who has forgiven our sins. Memorise a verse like that and you can preach the gospel to yourself every day. And there's verses like that scattered throughout the scriptures. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> the basic Christian experience is hearing the gospel about Jesus. It's meeting God in the news about his son. I don't know how you're going to go about doing that. But we're all going to have different ways to do it But if you want to experience God, the gospel about Jesus is the place to go. It's the solid food that will keep you alive. Well, today we've heard again who Jesus is. He's the image of the invisible God. And we've considered who we are to him. We are his body and he is our head. We are joined to him by his spirit and we experience God through the gospel about Jesus. We meet Jesus in the gospel. So what do we do? How do we live? Well, this is where we started 20 minutes ago. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Continue to live in Jesus. Keep on living in Jesus. 
the one thing that's going to help you match your life and your belief is the gospel about Jesus. Hearing it again and again. Choosing to trust it day after day. The gospel about Jesus is where we meet God. And it's what keeps us from becoming hypocrites. Will you join me in thanking God for this incredible gospel about his son? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the news of your son, for his death, his resurrection, and his ascension on high. Father, we praise you for his spirit that joins us to him. And we praise you that what he gets, we get. And what he's done, we have done. Father, thank you that we have died with Christ, that we are raised to new life, and that we will be with him where he is. Lord, please help us to keep trusting the news about Jesus all our lives. Please feed us with the solid food of the gospel. Uh, Help us to find ways to keep doing that. Uh, Lord, thank you that our experience of you depends on Jesus and what he has done, not ourselves and how we feel. And we pray this in Jesus' name and for his glory. Amen.